What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome to another installment, another edition of the Opinionated Brother Podcast. But this is no episode. <sighs> Earth is dead. Oh, I wanna leave. Can you beam me up? I'm out on the street by the corner store. You know the one on 15th with a bright shirt on. Said it's easy to see. I've been down and stranded indefinitely. I can't reach my planet, but I wanna leave. I can't see these people. It's hard to believe why they treat each other. It's hard to conceive. Oh, Earth. This ghetto, I wanna leave, I wanna earth This ghetto, I wanna leave This is T.O.B. The After Dark Show Hey, come on, that was a great transition But welcome everybody to another double header Right? Um, of the T.O.B. After Dark Show, episode 79 Right. Um, if you're listening to this right now, I want to thank everybody for listening to good, to me. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Um, before we get into the show, make sure that you follow us on all um, any and all streaming platforms right now. That may be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, um, all the radios out there, all the podcast streaming platforms out there. We're on it. You can listen to me also at my website at www.tyronsinks.com forward slash T-O-B pod. We'll have all the links in our description box. Listen, um, after I did 78, which literally we're recording today, Wednesday, 9.50, this is 79. I literally did it maybe two hours ago, right? And as I'm on the train, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm literally like, yo, coming back home. I'm on the train coming back home, right? I had to go get something. But... On the train coming back home, I'm like, yo, I, there were some things I didn't discuss, right? There were some things that I want. One, why I wanted to do a doubleheader episode for Thursday is is, is a couple things. One, um, I didn't get to talk about Kobe. Um, really completely forgot. The, the Jack Daniels had it slipped through my mind, literally. Um, but I wanted to, to, to definitely get into Kobe. Um, and, um, uh, a couple more topics I wanted to discuss, but Kobe for sure. Um, I wanted to spend a little time on that because Kobe, Kobe, that particular death, right? It's not like, really it's only, I've mourned a lot of celebrity deaths, right? Quote unquote, right? People who have made an impact in not only my life, but my community, um, whether that be local, whether that be, you know, national, international, worldwide, I look at, I've mourned over various artists, celebrities, you know, but I don't think I've mourned as much as I mourned over Kobe's death. Right. And here's the thing. I really wasn't a Kobe fan or stand. Right. Not to say I didn't love his game, not to say I didn't love him as a man, as a person. Like I was a fan. But to say I was a stand, like a Kobe fanatic. Nah, I wasn't that. But I I loved his game. I loved everything he brought to the game of basketball all 20 years. I at least watch um, 
at least maybe half of half of the time that he was in the NBA, right? Or or a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? I was born in '94, so he got in the league what oh like '98 or something like that. You know, late '90s, right? And so we 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 talking, um, you know, or '99. We talking like yo rookie rookie. You know what I'm saying? And I was like three years old when this man got in the league. So I wasn't thinking about that. I was thinking about pacifiers, uh, uh, breast milk, and Lion King. Like, that's what I was talking about. So, it was like, I really didn't get into the Kobe Bean Bryant era for real until I got, like, when I got, like, 10, right? Maybe, like, 10, 9, you know what I'm saying? And even then, during that time, I was living in Detroit, right? And my team at the time was the Pistons. You know what I'm saying? My team was the Pistons. It was um, Big Ben and uh, Rasheed, Chauncey, all of them. You know what I'm saying? Uh, those bad boys of 04, you know what I'm saying, who brought the championship home to uh, to Detroit. Shout out to them. You know, and I was a Spurs fan because Spurs beat my my, my Pistons, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and instantly became an instant Tony Parker, uh, definitely um, instant um, Manu Ginobili, um, and Tim Duncan fan off the rip. And even watching, my first time watching the playoffs, the NBA playoffs, uh, I seen the Spurs and, um, you know, L.A. go at it. And seeing Kobe Bryant play for the first time, I was like, yo, this man is crazy, right? I was like, yo, this man is a ruthless basketball player. And I meant it, like, I meant it sometimes in, like, bad ways, but most of the time it was in good ways. You know, because we all know Kobe really didn't pass the ball, and it was because of that mentality, yo, I got to go hard every time, every time, every time. I got to go hard. And then some, and, and then his game flipped, right? He, he as, as so many great analysts who were his friends really talked about um, yesterday, you know, um, on ESPN, on Fox Sports and all the – you know, sports outlets and social media sports outlets that's out there um, really talked about how he switched his mentality going into the later half of the 2000s, right? When he was going for those, when he was gunning for another championship or those last two that he won, right? Because when we think about the three, the, the first three championships, a lot of people will say, well, Kobe won those with Shaq. And then a lot of people will say, well, Shaq dominated those 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 years and Kobe was riding the coattails of Shaq I will say by looking through the archives not even being there right being too young to really understand right um you could say it was a little back and forth but at the end of the day both those men um came through in the clutches of moments and and even at that time seeing past Kobe games that man was ruthless he was literally the next mike right and it wasn't like yo you know he has some 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 attributes of his game no it was like michael kobe spitting image of each other the only thing that was was different was age like the only difference between these two was age you feel what i'm saying and so you know when Kobe passed away, like, I love when athletes, 
particularly athletes. I love when athletes transcend their career, right? You know, like the reason why I love LeBron James, right, as not just a, a, a basketball player, but as a, as a black man and as an entrepreneur is that he has transcended his, 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 his status and his celebrity. You understand what I'm saying? Like he knew going in like, yo, I just don't want to be a quote unquote meal ticket. Right. I just don't want to be out here. You know, I'm getting traded to this team, this team, this team, this team, because in the art of sports, whether that be MLB, um, NBA, NFL, it's a business. Right. And they are looking at these men who play these sports as, okay, well, I'm going to put a lifespan on you. And if your lifespan ain't that or it is that. You know what I'm saying? If you exceed that lifespan and you don't give too much, ah, I got to let you go. You know what I'm saying? It's like that, right? Or sell you to the highest, something like that. And it was people like Kobe, Brian, right, who were really the first players to really say like, yo, my nigga, I'm going to do this my way. Whether I stay with this team for 20 years and not move, but you going to make sure I get paid, or... I'm about to literally use my status as a player to get me what the fuck I want. It was like that, you know? And when Kobe left after playing 20 years, like I, like 20 years felt like it just flew by like that, right? When, when, when 2019, like, yo, what? Kobe played 20 years in the league? 99 to 2099. 99 to 2019. He played 20 years. Five rings, my nigga. Five rings. And on his last game, he dropped 60. Huh, he said, let me go out with a bang. You feel me? This was Kobe. And then for you to transcend your career into going into writing and filmmaking. And then an Oscar, I swear. I was like, this man can do it all. I was like, if Kobe get into media, yo, like my mind as a as a as a as a young media entrepreneur and still student of the game, like yo, I was like, Kobe getting into this game now. I was like, oh shit, yo. Like if he start a production company, yo, I'm the first nigga that's applying. You feel me? Like, yo, it was just like it was so many possibilities in my mind. And it wasn't just with Kobe, but it was a, with a lot of black people who were starting production companies at that time. Like I'm like, yo, the possibilities is endless. 2020 comes around. And I think I was watching um, all the smoke interview. Low key, I was watching the all the smoke interview um, that came out maybe a year or two ago with Kobe, um, uh, with Matt Barnes and um, Steve Jack. Like, and they was talking to him. Matt, like, all his interviews that he did, up until his retirement, like, yo, nothing was left off the table. And that man had gems. He was dropping fucking jewels. And that particular interview in which I want people to go watch All the Smoke with Steve Jack and um, and Matt Barnes with Kobe, probably one of the best interviews that I've seen. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I think I was watching that a month before his passing, right? Just because I'm like, oh, let me see what is in this man's brain, bro. And and the interview been out for a minute too, right? 
after, you know, before I even watched this, I'm like, let me see what this man's brain is. And he was just dropping gems, man. Dropping, talking about his career, talking about his life, talking about after the fact, right? Talking about Gigi and every, like everything. And so, you know, January comes around 2020. I'm more so, and, and just to let y'all know where my mindset was at in that moment, you know, on that day, I'm like, yo, I think I just got up. I'm chilling, watching TV and shit, kicking it. I'm in my dorm room, and I'm like, you know what? I'm getting ready because this is my last semester. I'm getting my master's in April and shit like that. Like, yo, everything was about, everything was popping that day, particularly that day, right? Every it was just a good day. I ain't feel like nothing was happening. Then my boys hit me with a text, right? And my boy said, not Kobe, not Kobe. And I said, what y'all talking about, not Kobe? What? What? I'm like, what? Mind you, I'm watching ESPN, right? ESPN is on, right? So as I'm texting my boys, um, ESPN comes on, like immediately breaking news. Boom. Kobe Bryant passed away. When I tell you the energy in my apartment, and it was just me in the in my dorm room, right? The energy, my energy, completely left my. I said, man, if y'all don't stop bullshit, I'm like, because you is it's it's a few people, right? Like it's a few people that I just still can't believe is gone. Like the dude from uh, Fast and the Furious, still can't believe that man is gone. Like, literally, bro, I cannot fathom in my mind, like, yo, this man is really gone. Like, he's 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 dead. You know what I'm saying? And so when that came across the screen, I'm like, Kobe, what? Remembering Kobe? Bro- no. Stop playing, bro. He just won an Oscar, man. What are you saying? He doing all, he just did an interview. He, he just did some interviews, bro. Stop playing with me. What? Nah. I, like, when I tell you I didn't believe it for at least a couple hours until I had some of my folks who were really in the sports world really confirm that with me. Like, I was like, yo, Devontae, Todd, hey, he gone. I was like, I couldn't, I, I couldn't move, right? And I just started to cry, right? Now, of course. Kobe personally, didn't know him personally. But it's one of those moments where you see a black man and all of his imperfections still be great, still still be this iconic figure, still, still hold on to his morals, his values, and be the best he can be, be the best father, be the best husband, be the best self he can be, always trying to literally do better every fucking day. And we lost this man. This man was super young too, 41. Now, I don't even think he was 40, 40 41. This man was four. like, yo, we cracking the 40s, bro. My man was on, he was cracking 40. And you telling me my man is, is gone? First of all, let me, what put in my head at first, because I made a whole YouTube video, or I made a, a, a video about it. Um, 
I was so somber. I was so like, my energy was drained. I didn't want to do anything. Like, I remember calling my sister Lala, like, yo, I don't know how to feel. And I called her like a little, you know, crying a little bit. Like, I don't know how to feel about Kobe's death right now. Like this, this just hit like a ton of like this, like not just the sports world, but literally the world in general, because you see how many people were impacted by this note. Like we don't, we wasn't expecting Kobe. Like, let's keep it a being. We wasn't expecting Kobe to die for a long time. I know I wasn't. I'm, I'm just going to keep it a whole hundred. Like I wasn't expecting Kobe to go so fucking quick. Like, I, like, yo, that was the the farthest thing from my, and then his daughter on top of that plus seven yo it was like boom 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 seeing the video of how it happened right i got sent the video of what happened how it happened how the helicopter it it for a couple days i i just was like i just don't want to right I just don't want to. And for me, that was the downward spiral for 2020. That was the snowball that kept rolling down the fucking hill, right? That started off the kind of just climactic, just downward spiral that America had for like the the year of 2020. Because for me, it was like, yo, we lost not just an icon, bro, but a fucking legend, living legend too soon and in my head i got all these and I, I ain't gonna hold you at that time i had all these conspiracy theories i'm like yo they killed my mans they killed them people because kobe had a I, yo i'm in my head like because i didn't want to believe this shit i didn't want to sit here and be like no kobe's not dead <laughs> right like we we make funnies like biggie Tupac, Kobe, all the Aaliyah, all the ones that we really cherish and shit, like all of our legends and icons, they ain't dead. They somewhere, you know, in Africa or, you know, somewhere on an island, not, you know, in the, in the ocean somewhere, just chilling. We don't want to believe that our icons are gone, gone for real. And that's how I was feeling because I was like, yo, I don't want to believe. That's, that's the same way I felt about John Witherspoon. I ain't even going to hold you. That same way. Same exact feeling. I'm like, not, not, not Pops. God, what? I remember when he passed. I was like, I was literally watching um, Wayne's Brothers, bro. Watching John on my TV when that shit came through my phone. I said, you have to be kidding me. This is not real. Like, de- like, like, I'm, I don't know. Like, it just, it just didn't feel real to me, right? It just, it, it just did. And so, um, I, like I said, I remember those couple days. I just, I just, I just, I, 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 I prayed for Gigi and, um, I mean, um, Kobe's wife and his, his, his other daughters. Um, I prayed over Gigi and Kobe um, as they look over us because it was tragic. You know, pray for his parents. You know what I'm saying? Because that was a that was a tragedy that I don't think we were ready for. 
as as first of all as a sports community, second of all as a black community, third of all as a community. Period. We were not ready for Kobe's death. Like you, you know, I was listening to Stephen A. Smith um, um, yesterday when they was talking about him, and I was listening to a lot of ESPN and Fox, and you know, watching Undisputed and the whole the general consensus still to this day is that we cannot believe that this man is gone. Right? People still looking at DMs, they say him like, yo, you won't DM me back. Like, cause you can't, cause you can't. I, I listen, I went to his Instagram. And I'm like, I'm thinking this man is going to post something, right? That's that's how much in kind of senile denial some of us are in a sense. And it's not to say no, we we don't know that he's dead because we know, but it's like, yo, it's certain figures that you like, nah, they can't be. You know, I, the same feeling I have with Kobe, the same feeling I got with like Tupac, like I said with Tupac, Aaliyah, John Witherspoon. You know what I'm saying? It's it's those people. Like I'm like, nah, I, I still can't. Still to this day, and I didn't I didn't even grow up in the era of Tupac and me. But listening to them, being fans of them, like they passed on. Nah, they somewhere else, bro. Right? And so it's just like, yo. Basketball, the world, the sports world, black America, America, like we lost one. We lost a good one. And then Hollywood, right? In a sense, like Hollywood lost a newcomer, in a sense, because this man was off the basketball shit. He said, I gave all my all my all to basketball and then came on back. Right. Then came back and said, you know what? Now I'm about to be a student of this writing of this film of Hollywood. And carry that same mentality, that mama mentality from the court. Straight over. You feel me? And. um, Man. To know. (sighs) Excuse me. To know that this man was gone. It it was um, it's still hard. It's it it is still shocking, um, but you know, um, we know. I and 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 I believe this is what some you know what his parents would say. Like he's 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 with us every day, watching over us. You know what I'm saying? Um, to the to his parents. You know to his um to his family. You know um praying for you, wishing you all the best, loving on you from a distance, you know what I'm saying, to um, all the Kobe fans out there, stands out there, you feel me, loving on you, wishing you, um, and praying for you, you feel what I'm saying, to everybody in here, um, to everybody out there who was affected by his death, you know, praying for you, for sure, you know, um, because that was hard, that's hard, it's, it's still hard, right? You know, seeing highlights of Kobe, and I was like, damn, <laughs> can't see Kobe for real. You know, and it was just a year ago, y'all. Like, it it feels just like yesterday. Like, I, I can't even, I can't even, like, yo, I'm, like, that's how quickly time goes, right? I, I It's like, last year, Kobe passed, I was in a dorm. This year, we're remembering him after a year, and I'm in New York. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, time is flying. Bye, you know, and 
man, all I can really just say is just continue to cherish each other. You know, uh, we did a, we did a, um, you know, we put out Tuesday's episode and I called it Respect and Love. You know, we talked about, um, we really just had a great discussion on um, interracial dating and prejudice against our um, our own people when it comes to that. And uh, uh, in, in, when it comes to dating and everything like that. And um, um, I want to bring that respect and love right here, over here to uh, that concept. Not, not the conversation of that, but the concept of respect and love right now. Um, because it's all respect and love with Kobe Bryant, man. It, it was... Yo, like, it's, it's just crazy, you know? Um, but Kobe will always be a legend, an icon, um, and there will never be another one, right? There will never be another Kobe being Bryant. That's just what it is. So rest in peace to Gigi. Rest in peace to Kobe. We love you. Um, we will always love you, um, period. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, before we get out of here, I really want to talk about this real quick trying to up the mood a little bit um so I, I i this was it was a video that i wanted to talk about um that really caught my attention so charleston white is an activist i believe former you know pusher you feel me and he was talking to tall glass of jewels um, on this, on this, uh, IGTV video. And I just want y'all to listen to some of the stuff he was saying, and we gonna talk about it, all right? On Corvette, Corvette. Um, going, going crazy. It's on the charts right now. Two, three weeks later after, well, a week later after Uzi got on the record, paperwork came out. Uzi took down the record off his Instagram. He did another song with Tuzi. Tuzi took the song off Instagram. Gilly the Kid was dancing to the song on Instagram. He deleted the uh, video off his Instagram page. Um, it's like he's the, he's getting blackballed right now. You spoke out about it. Um, uh, hold on, hold on. You spoke out about it, and I posted it on Say Cheese. And it's everybody on, yeah, going yeah. in on you. Uh, they, didn't, uh, they didn't blackball game when he child molested that 15, 16-year-old girl. That he just got sued for. That nigga fucked the baby. And got sued and lost. They had evidence and showed that game with the butterfly tattoo on his face that that he molest children. He was a piece of pedophile. And he walking around with his chest still stuck out, hollering, and everybody still loved him. Right? So so here it is, we can go on and on. Uh 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 young buck been caught with a tranny. Tranny come out and give a proof that the boy had been with a tranny. Uh, Dwight Howard, another tranny come out. So y'all gonna tell me this little boy at 13 years old witnessed a murder that usually traumatized adults, right? Even if an adult walk in and see a dead body, they don't even have to witness the murder. Just seeing a dead body <laughs> would traumatize uh, a killer, right? Killers have dreams. So you mean to tell me this 13-year-old kid witnessed his brother Right? They, from what I read, it was his brother. While his mom was there. So him and his mom witnessed this murder together. He's not a street kid. He wasn't raised in the streets. He don't know anything about standing on those street codes and principles. And I don't know many 13-year-old kids who was taught to do that. So you mean to tell me me and my mother witnessed a murder at 13 years old? 
And my mother take me down there and say what she saw and say, baby, you say what you saw. And you niggas is telling this kid that he should have went against his mama. Is that what these niggas telling us, my nigga? That's how you know these niggas ain't been in the streets. That's how, that's why I hate these niggas. That's how you know these niggas ain't been in the streets. I ain't never heard this kid's song, Corvette, Corvette. I ain't even fit to go listen to that bullshit. I don't even know who the little boy is. Don't know nothing about the little boy. My right hand to God, I ain't never heard a Uzi Vert song that I can say that's Uzi Vert. But I know he a sissified looking nigga that put fingernail polish on his motherfucking nails and wear dresses. How you gonna talk about something, nigga? Most you niggas, uh, man, come on, homie. They never witnessed no killing to say what they would or won't do. Whack 100 spoke on it. Whack 100 and game is the best of friends and game is a known, proven pedophile child molester. Yikes. So we go embrace the child molesters, right? And say, okay, that kid done something. How old is he now? About 20? He's 19. 19, 20? Okay. He ain't done nothing since he's been an adult. It's a whole lot of niggas got booted with their boy cousin. They was boys. And somebody caught him getting booted and had to tell them boys don't get booted. For real, homie. There's some niggas used to get booted with their girl cousins when they were kids, hunching. When the grown folks left you unsupervised with no parental supervision, the kids go off and get booted. Niggas ain't getting booted with their cousins grown, is it? I know some niggas here. I know some niggas here. They cousins stripping at the strip club, and she one of the baddest strippers, and they go try to get at her. I know some of her uncles try to go get at her. We ain't talking about that, though, but we want to shame this kid for something he did with his mom. Man, I'm sick of these hip-hop niggas. Get it, the kid. Uzi Vert. I don't even know who Uzi Vert is. He ain't never shot no Uzi to call himself Uzi Vert. He ain't no Uzi tote nigga. He ain't the nigga known in the neighborhood for the Uzis. How he get the name Uzi Vert? We done get this nigga a pad. I hate these rapping niggas because the rapping niggas is imitate niggas like me who almost threw our life away for the bullshit. We realized we was tricked. I'm trying to tell the kids, listen, say, nigga, y'all don't have to wait to get to the penitentiary to meet the real niggas who these niggas is emulating, and you gonna realize that these niggas done been tricked. Everybody, when they leave visitation in prison, get naked, kick their feet up, and spread their booty open so that white boy can look for contraband. Mm. All of us done done it, nigga. They ain't telling the babies that part. So I'm saying, no, leave that boy alone, man. Let him rap. And don't try to kill his career, man, because you niggas didn't get to be gangster as y'all was kids. Mm. Y'all didn't get really get to be gangster. None of us did, huh? None of us did. We just needed a hug. A, a lot of people call you a hypocrite because of your delivery. You know how you just said to keep, it's, it's how you say things, it's how you approach things. You came at Uzi and Gilly super disrespectful. Yeah, I did. With every intent to. Yep. Yeah, but 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 earlier. I ain't trying to make friends with these niggas, homie. Nope. They yep. they got super disrespect. Name me a rap lyric that's respectful. Woo. Name me some music that these niggas make that's respectful. Hello. How the fuck they go demand some respect when they some of the most disrespectful motherfuckers to the black woman we ever seen? Woo. How? And not only are they in it in their lyrics, they in it in their actions. Future got 12 baby mama just putting babies everywhere. Ain't raising nothing up. Niggas just making fatherless babies everywhere. When all the statistics say fatherless children, <laughs> nigga, is that the greatest detriment? How this nigga doing this? Well. So, how, listen, this is what I'm telling everybody. <coughs> nigga, fuck what I say. Nigga, look at what I do in real life. You niggas getting stuck on what I'm saying. You niggas falling in love with the Mackin, nigga. You niggas falling in love with the Mackin. That's for the hoes, nigga. 
You niggas falling in love with my conversation. Nigga, look past the conversation and look at what I do in real life. Nigga, I feed the village. I told you, nigga, that nobody bought no Christmas toys. I adopted families, nigga, for Christmas before I went to Miami. So, nigga, I done earned the right to sit up and talk to you, nigga. You nigga been disrespecting the black woman, disrespecting the community. You niggas holler about putting drugs in women, drinks, fucking them. Uh, Pimp C say I'm gonna kick in the dough, rob the nigga, fuck his main honey, honey. I'm looking at rape. I'm looking at kidnap. You niggas just done done everything. Now here is somebody telling y'all, fuck you, nigga. Y'all ain't none of that shit y'all say y'all been, and y'all done done us bad for too long, nigga. Now I'm wrong. Man, mm. give us some good rap music. Ain't no more keep your head up. You mm. niggas killing it. And you niggas say y'all to shoot up a nigga mama house. You mm. niggas is killing black women children and say smoke them, smoke tuka. How much more disrespectful can you get? Mm. And this woman is begging and pleading with little dirt. Nigga, y'all ain't gonna say nothing. Mm. She pleading. Mm. Y'all gonna look at me like I'm wrong? Mm. Nigga, I'm willing to die behind this shit, hit boy. Come on. I'm willing to die and kill one of these niggas behind this shit I'm representing and go to jail for it. Ooh. That's a warrior. That's a warrior, nigga. I got that old nigga spirit. Them niggas got that Jew rapping spirit. They got that Jew boy rapping spirit in them, nigga. Go and get your own kind. That's why they playing Italian gangster. Cause them Italians do this kind of shit to each other, nigga. Niggas ain't never done this. Niggas ain't never done each other like this, nigga. Fuck them niggas. Fuck them. And come to the streets. Cause the streets love what I'm saying. I walk the streets. Them niggas don't. Alright, so Gilly responded. Um. Say, James Steele told Gilly, nigga, if you wanna fight, fight him, nigga. Now, you see, he ain't saying nothing no more. James Steele, nigga, he know who he is. If he want to fight, nigga, fight him. It's what James said. Gilly shut his motherfucking ass up, nigga, and went back to podcasting. Ghostwriter. I ain't no ghostwriter, nigga. I ain't got no script. Everything I say come out of here, nigga. And pimping is a non-contact sport, nigga. Everything a man do, he do from his mind and his mouth. And I ain't talking about telling no woman to sell her body, nigga. Proper Ooh. instruction motivate people. Nigga, I wake up giving instructions to people, nigga. Fuck these niggas talking about. Nigga, I ain't got to get no producer to make no beat, put no motherfucking goals around my neck, nigga, and, and find the best writer. I'm the nigga everybody want to hear because they sick of these niggas telling lies. And I just want to tell the truth, nigga, in a good spirit. But you and Gilly had words back and yeah, forth. Yeah, he, well, he jumped in my inbox. I sent you a screenshot. You know, com you documentation beats conversation. He's a celebrity superstar with a blue check. This nigga interviewing all the major celebrities. Nigga, I'm down off in the ghetto as a community activist with a big mouth. He jumped in my inbox and say, do we have a problem? Goofy. And I tell him, yeah, nigga, I have a problem. You wrong for tripping on that little boy like that in Philadelphia. So he asked me, did I have a problem? I said, yeah. So his response to me saying that, well, let's meet up. I tell the nigga, well, you know I ain't in Philly, but you saw what I said. When you in my town, clown, he said, keep that same energy. I said, I stand on that. Why not turn that energy into positive energy on his podcast? Man, fuck that nigga but podcast. See, but see, oh, now. let me finish. You just asked oh, me a question. Oh, let oh, me finish, oh, nigga. Oh, okay, okay. Damn, homie, how I'm going to go on his podcast when he's shaming that baby? Mm -hmm. How I'm going to go try to make right with him, nigga, when he ain't made right with that baby? I'm advocating for a kid, nigga. Okay. 
I'm a youth advocate. I work on capital murder and death penalty cases, nigga. Why in the fuck I'm gonna go on this actors, nigga, podcast where all the celebrities go, nigga, when I'm advocating for this 20-year-old baby for something he did right? That baby did right? What the fuck I'm gonna go be with that sucker for? He ain't worthy to be in my presence, nigga. All my niggas is real killers. I grew up with niggas who killed their mothers and their fathers. What the fuck I'm gonna sit down with a nigga who ain't never killed nobody for and explain myself to that nigga? He ain't no killer. Nigga, I fuck with them gangsters on the West Coast, nigga. Them niggas what we trying to touch, fathers to fathers. Fuck that shit, nigga. I can't uphold what he did. I speak for this child over here, homie, who went with his mother. Who went with his mother. Who went with his mother. You niggas gonna tell him to go against his mother. Is this what you teaching our people? Nigga, I wouldn't dare go on that fuck, fuck nigga shit. Uzi, I wouldn't dare fuck with them niggas, homie. Them niggas couldn't come stand in the room with none of my niggas and open their mouth and somebody will listen to them niggas. Nigga, killers listen to me. Killers listen to me, my nigga. Fuck them rapping niggas. Fuck them niggas, homie. I live this. I work with the mothers. I work with the children. I work with the courts. I create programs. Them niggas is playing for views and likes. I'd do this shit if all y'all stopped looking, nigga. Mm. You see what I'm saying? I've been doing this. Y'all discovered me doing this. So this is what I'm trying. No, nigga. It's a little bit of entertainment in there. No, nigga. But if I get off this internet shit and y'all come do some real research on me, y'all gonna say that nigga bad motherfucker in real life. So no, homie, I ain't going nowhere on them niggas. They gotta make it right with their kid, homie. They blackballing a black baby out of an industry, but they crying how the white folks blackballed Nick Cannon. They crying how the white folks blackballed Nick Cannon. I was glad to see that white boy whoop Deontay Wilder. I just want to throw that in there. They don't come from nowhere. I was glad to see that white boy kick that big old nigga's ass and you niggas leave out of there long face and sad. I'm glad to see the white boy look like he rising above us again. Maybe we'll get back in them slave quarters, niggas, and huddle up like we used to do when the white boy didn't know we was doing it, nigga. We did it in the dark with a candle, nigga. Maybe we'll go back to huddling up in them slave quarters, nigga, trying to plan a way to escape. I got an old nigga spirit in me, nigga. Yeah, we ain't no, we ain't them niggas up north, homie. Them niggas in Philly was free. A lot of us didn't get to make it to freedom, nigga. We stayed down here with that treacherous white boy. Nigga, I ain't never left the slave plantation, nigga. You free niggas up there with all them pretty cars and pretty clothes with them music executives and Jews and shit, nigga. We still down here in slavery, nigga. Like y'all free. Like you niggas free. Well, y'all got y'all freedom up here, nigga. We still trying to get out of down here in the South. You know, all my family is from Philly. Yeah, they mad so, at me. I'm sorry, too, yeah. y'all. Oh, go ahead. Go yeah, ahead, I'm go sorry, ahead. Philly. Listen, I'm, I'm listening. I, I, listen. I was just talking to the internet, Philadelphia people. 
Them niggas down off in the streets with them cold jackets on, with them nuts shriveled up, with that dope in that ass, setting them drugs, niggas trying to eat and feed their family. I wasn't talking to y'all, nigga. It's them niggas bruising their thumbs up and their thumbs getting big because uh, they using them too much on the internet. But you niggas out there sticking them guns in people's faces out of my gimme here and shooting them people and getting away with I'm not that about there talking to y'all, man, for real. So listen, I'm sorry, Philadelphia. I was talking to the internet, Philadelphia people. All right, now go ahead. Ha! <laughs> Yo, when I tell you I listen to this whole thing, like, I listen to this whole thing, like, twice. Right, and now it's probably the third time I wanted to play it. Um, Charles, um, uh, Charleston, uh, that's his name. Um, former, I believe he's a rapper uh, from the South. Um, I don't know which part. I gotta look that up. Let me, let's actually, let's actually find that out, shall we? Uh, give me one second. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, sir. So Charleston White. Um, hold on, I'm sorry, y'all. So Charleston White has about 101 uh, K on his Instagram. He's the founder of Hype, uh, helping young people excel. Um, youth Reach Out program. Um, has a YouTube page, uh, very vocal, um, but as he said, he 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 really is one of those people who saw, um, and not only did see, but also uh, was involved in real shit, real street shit, right? Um, as I said on this podcast before, we talk a lot of we. we I don't want to say we talk a lot, but we sometimes, you know, I, I do you know, comment and give my opinion on some street shit. But as I've said before, I've never been, never have, and never will be street, never have really. Um, I know about street code, some of it. Um, never really lived by it or needed to live by it um, severely or anything like that. But um, being around it, being um, that I have family um, who were a part of it, um you know, not to that extent, but um, in some ways, you know what I'm saying, um, you, you understand it. You know, you may not understand it to a degree or that magnitude, but you understand it. You get um, to a degree. And I understood everything that he was saying. Um, with some of it, I, I, I could agree and disagree. Um, but with most of it, I, I to all of it, I understood. Being from the South, being born in, being born in Florida... And also being raised in Detroit, right? Um, and as I've said before on the podcast, I've I've been back and forth from Florida, um, so you know I could I've ultimately said like I was raised like you know eighty five percent to ninety percent of me being raised was in Detroit, you know. But I also have that ten percent, um, ten to fifteen. I even want to give it twenty percent of that Southern culture in me um, that continues to come out of me as I get older. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, it's real, right? And being that I have seen Southern culture, been been immersed, you know, in it in some way, shape, or form, and then being um, that I was raised in the North, right? Raised in Detroit, you know what I'm saying? Both um, 
both sides of my family lived in, you know, you know, pretty, I lived pretty, in Detroit, it was more some, you know, middle class, then, you know, we had to go kind of lower, you know, but more to lower to middle class. And then, you know, in Florida, it's it's a lot of lower class, right? That's just that's just what it is. It's not, it's not to say like, yo, that's a shot, but that's just what it is, right? Like, um, my dad really wasn't rich. He, he was working paycheck to paycheck. He was more so in the hospital and everything. So I would live with my aunt who worked, you know, a, a lot, right? My uncle worked a lot, you know what I'm saying? My, my nana worked a lot. My aunties worked a lot. Like it was, it was, it was working. My, my, my people's was working. So he's right, right? There, there, when we talk about, um, when we talk about the, and, and more so I want to get to what he said about like the South and the North, like there's, there's always been that kind of culture division, right? And, you know, you can equate that to music, you can equate that to food, you can equate that to everything, right? Especially for me being here in New York, yo, there's so many Southern artists that people don't know here, right? And they, and, and, and there's some that do Right, but there's a lot of New Yorkers who don't know these artists. It's a lot of Detroit people who don't know these artists, right? But like I said, it's some that do, but it's not a lot of people. Right? You gotta come down south to understand the UGKs of the world, the 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 the, the outcasts of the world, the the um <clears throat> um not even the little Johns, but the uh the, the the juveniles on the cassette tapes of the world, you feel me? The hot boys of the world, you feel me? The no limits, the masterpieces of the world. Ah, you know, like it was chopped and screwed music. Like you 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 have to really be a part of that. And even though I was, I didn't live down there all my life. Like yo, my dad would always. When we had a chance, I, I can vividly remember us being in the car. He played Juvenile's first album, like, and that's when. And honestly, I, I always said like the two early two thousands was when I got into hip hop, like when Ti and Lil Wayne came out and shit like that, and when Lil Wayne really got on his single, like his his breaking off from the Hot Boys, doing his own thing type shit. But when my dad played Juvenile, Manny Fresh. All of them cash money, I live by them. Can't even lie. Every summer, I'm listening to Juvenile. I'm listening to Cash Money. It was no other motherfuckers that I was trying to listen to. No, no other motherfuckers. The high ball as the high ball. Like I'm, I'm, I'm in that bitch rocking. You understand what I'm saying? Hot as hell. No shoes on on 90 in in 101 degree weather. No shoes on on hot ass concrete. Talking about the hot bar, the hot bar. Like I'm 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 going break. Like it's it's ridiculous. So it's just it's just interesting when he was saying that. Like I really I really felt what he was saying with that. But um, everything he was saying when it came to getting now I don't know the situation between Gilly and him and you know, Uzi Vert and all of that, yada, yada, yada. But what I want to say uh, before we get out of here is literally what he was saying about a lot of these newer rappers pretending, right, to 
uphold this image of that they're gangsters and that they're killing nigga and that they'll shoot. Now, what I will say is there is a lot of pull out the pistol before we put up the dukes, right? Um, nowadays in our culture and in 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 our social media world, that can the perception can make you. F- seem as if you're a killer you understand what i'm saying because we're so quick to pull out the gap first but um i think a lot of people especially a lot of these rappers as he was saying have not lived this life right he's as he was as he was funnily saying like Literally, like, Lil Uzi, like, you ain't never, he was like, you ain't never shot a Uzi. Like, what are you saying? You ain't never shot a Uzi before in your life. Like, what are you, what are you talking about, my nigga? Like, okay. Um, But, like, it was, it was, it was hilarious in what he was saying because it's so true in in a sense. Like, some things I disagree with, like, you know, the South is still in slavery and stuff like that. Now, I will say that. You can, you can, you, I agree to some degree, but, um, I don't want to say it's still in slavery, right? Um, you can equate a lot of it to just slavery mentality and how people still have that slave. Well, 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 no, well, shit, maybe he is right here because a lot of, yeah, when we talk about the Dixie South, like, yeah. A lot of the Dixie, and even the South period still has a lot of his like, yeah, he ain't wrong. He is not wrong. Like he said it was kind of intense, but he ain't wrong. Like, the South still has its, has a lot more flaws to deal with than the North. Not to say the North doesn't have its, 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 its racist moments, but it's a lot more freer, trust me, than the South. Right. Um, But what I will say is that uh, and this is where I kind of kind of disagree is that honestly is like even if white people down there, if they are prejudiced and racist and all that good stuff, they are if they are like that, you know, they'll let you know. Right. People up here are very, 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 very sure. Now, I'm not talking about New York because New York is its own place. Right. New York, just like L.A. and um other places who have their just own culture and don't really fuck with the outside world, i.e. like America for real, um, you know, have their own melting pots and shit like that. Like, I'm not talking about them because there's a different vibe here, right? Um, but I will say, in a sense, Detroit, you know, Michigan, uh, even Florida has, has has it in a sense. Uh, well, not Florida, but, um, but Detroit, of course, Grand Rapids, of course... Um, we go to places like Chicago, right? Um, these, these, these Northern cities, um, are a lot more willing and maybe I can say cultured, quote unquote, um, you take it how y'all want to take it. Um, but I think they are living in a northern state like Chicago or Detroit is a lot more open to do more things. Um, not to say, like I said, racism is not there because if we go to the Detroit riots, it's still there. Um, Detroit still has had its moments. Um, but 
uh, and I and I, I hate to sit here and, and 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 try to you know you know scale it out because you how do you scale racism <laughs> right but uh, it it from my experience um, it is easier to um, I think. It, for white folks up up in the north, it's it's kind of easier for them to hide racism under the table, and I think that's the difference. Um, more so down south, where you understand where white people just don't fuck with you, right? They'll be blaming your face, call you nigger, all that shit like that. You know where you stand, but up here, it's more of it's hidden, right? It, it doesn't want to be blamed. Right, it doesn't want to be. I like I call the cops on you, but you can't know it's me. You know what I'm saying? Shit like that. Um, but then you know, go to work, and then you're like, oh my god, that was you. Like, oh my god, what happened? You know that type of fake shit. Like, it's a it's a lot more covered up and fake. So I think when he says freer up north, it's like, in a sense, black people down south think that because white people up north have the ability to put those feelings of racism under the table and hide them from black people more so in the north. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a break it I'm a break it down like that and I think that's what he's saying, right? Cuz that's what I got out of that. And so, um I get it, right? And I and I understand most of what he was saying. So, it was a good video. I followed up he's an interesting character. I was like, oh yeah, I gotta fuck with you. You're an interesting character. All right, y'all. I love y'all. Peace, love, and hair grease. Make sure that you uh, subscribe to my podcast um, and on all platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of them. You can go to my website, www.tyronzix.com forward slash T-O-B-Pod. We'll have the uh, links for everything in the description. You can check out my podcast there um, and every, you know, platform that we're on and maybe more are on that page. So you can click subscribe to any platform that you have or that you listen to podcasts on. All right. I love you. See you guys um, the following week, February 8th, right? The week of that. I will see you guys later. Um, Like I said, it's my birthday. Happy birthday to me. Uh, February 1st, so I will not be recording any of that week. It is my birthday week. I'm not, I'm chilling. You feel me? Chilling. Right? Um, so, uh, everybody have an amazing, amazing uh, week and a half, and I will see you back on the 8th. Peace, love, and hair grease, guys. Love you.